0: Thank you for tuning in to the Cut to the Corn podcast. We have quite the stacked cast this weekend. uh Well, I guess it's Monday. I'm Aaron Bonderson. <laughs> Nolan Gotch. We have Jasker Brandon and Jasker John, our new guest. Two of you might remember Jasker Brandon from before. I believe that was a preview of one of those games Nebraska lost. That's hard to keep track of these days. <laughs>
1: well, I believe it. We won. It was the Fordham game.
0: Oh. That was a big one. Oh yeah, you came with the fun facts. Oh yeah, Alabama, oh, yeah. Did oh Alabama, I
2: like play Fordham in like the Orange Bowl or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was something like that. And also, Fordham was like the like the first two like televised they college football games were Fordham at the Polo, the Polo Grounds because of NBC, you know, New York ties. So makes sense. So
0: John, you're also a Sker, Would you like to give a little bit of a backstory to your to your odd fandom? Um it's
3: not that odd, <laughs> I wouldn't say. I mean Omaha's only an hour away. Okay. <laughs> um I just had I've got some family ties to the team. I uh, had a couple cousins play for the team. My cousin Josh played Call in like oh eight. Um and then his older sister ended up marrying a guy on the team. So we see him every family Christmas and Thanksgiving.
2: Debo Debo Sorry, Samuel I got, scores I got Debo touchdown. And, uh, I got Debo in fantasy, and uh, I'm playing this man, J score Brandon, right now, and we're watching the game <laughs> with Stu. Debo just ran eight yards, maybe to seal it, maybe to get the dub here for the week, but
0: uh, that was big. Sorry, John. I had to celebrate Debo Samuel a little Yeah, that's down. all right, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John has family connections to uh, Creighton.
1: So, Brandon, what's your excuse? <laughs> that's funny. Well, you know, I'm also an <laughs> Omaha guy. Um,. So you grow up excuse, playing basketball, right? You know, you got to support the local team, being Creighton. I started going during the Nate Funk era, Nick mm-hmm. Baugh era. Yep. Yeah, right, Nick Ba. Shout out to the Nick Ba podcast. No free shout outs. Chicken Nick. Nick Baugh. Um, but yeah, no, my dad, he was getting his master's um, when I was young, young, young. And he just took me to a lot of Creighton games. And that was uh, right after they moved from the Civic Auditorium to uh, the now CHI Health Center. Sounds like a hospital. The we Quest Center, yeah, the Quest Center, the CenturyLink Center, whatever you want to call it. So, oh just grew up going to Creighton games. Um, all my family's from Iowa, so when it comes to Nebraska athletics, obviously I attended the university. I'm a recent alum, but had to find that on my own a little bit.
2: Geez, that Mickey Mouse team up north just can't keep a sponsor on the arena. What's going on there? I mean, can they just not charging too much? Ball that they uh, that they think matters enough. I'm in mean, Quest, and then the Clink, like. They just can't keep a corporate sponsor down. It seems like the first issue, but they're going to have another one tomorrow. That's what I'm, I'm telling you right here, Bondo. Plus got got Bondo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for uh, tuning into this episode. Uh, we, we're almost getting ran out of the studio with uh, two Nebraska fans here, two Creighton fans, but we're going to try to – hold it down for uh for nebraska here especially in
0: unl's college journalism
2: yeah yeah but uh today (laughs) we're going to be just going over the uh, nebraska creighton basketball game that's going to take place on tuesday tomorrow night as we record this it'll probably be uploaded the day of but um yeah we're going to preview that and then we're going to talk about the nebraska wisconsin game because even though these guys are creighton fans they are both wearing nebraska apparel right now um so the epitome of a jay and so i guess we'll be able to talk about some football too because they uh In fall, they like uh, Nebraska football, but then winter comes around, they start wearing a little more blue than usual. But uh, I don't know if you want to defend yourself at all for being a a Jaysker. I know you talk about being from Omaha, but...
1: I, I got one <laughs> thing to say right off the bat. One thing that everybody needs to understand, and it's the biggest difference between the, you know, the moniker j right? So you have J-skers. There's legitimate J-skers around there. I wouldn't consider myself one of them because I think j need to have mm. one major quality, and that is that they dislike Nebraska basketball. I enjoy Nebraska basketball. I probably in the top one percent of knowledge, like individuals with knowledge of the team. So, I do like Nebraska basketball. However, do I like Creighton more? Yes. I mean, that's my childhood team. However, there needs to be a very big difference between someone who roots every Saturday for Nebraska football, right, but then roots for every single Creighton game, but then does not root for Nebraska basketball. If you like all three, I'm asking for a little bit, a little bit of leniency in my fandom. People got to respect that a little bit more. But if Nebraska basketball were to make the tournament and make a run then
0: what would the situation be not that this matters because we've never won a tournament game but
1: <laughs> I mean the situation would remain the same I, I would be very excited for Nebraska you know to move on get past that hurdle Crane just got past the sweet 16 hurdle for the first time since uh I believe 1974 so but the sweet 16 was a little different back then yeah no I would love Nebraska to get the first tournament win I mean hopefully that happens in you know five years or so with with Hoiberg under that regime but we'll see I would love to watch that happen
0: yeah. Well, what do yeah. you think? Yeah. I really like
3: Hoiberg. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but also, pretty much in my entire life, prior to coming to school here, I have never gave a shit about Nebraska
0: ball. That's fair. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, that makes sense. But now that I'm going to school here, I actually really enjoy watching the team.
0: And the And, I mean, you know, coming into this year, at least as a Nebraska basketball fan, you know, I've been going to games – Back when they are in Devaney, I sat up in the nosebleeds. You feel like you're about to fall off the third deck at that place. It's so steep up top. Um, but, yeah, as a lifelong Nebraska basketball fan, you know, this was probably the most exciting year, like, ever. I mean, definitely my freshman year. See, I'm a senior, so my freshman year when Copeland and uh, – would have been Copeland and Petaway and, ever, and everybody oh, – were uh were juniors and seniors we thought we were gonna be really good and we were pretty good to start out it was like 11 and two this might have been my sophomore year now that I'm thinking about it no, that, that, that was, was your freshman, freshman year. year
1: and that's actually yeah. uh oh, the oh, last yeah. time Nebraska beat Creighton and nine of the last 10 years have had Creighton you know winning but the series is only 26 uh 26 to or er, yeah, twenty-seven to twenty-five, I believe, somewhere in that range. Um, and coming in, in nineteen ninety-nine, when Dane Allman was hired by Creighton, Nebraska had a massive lead. They've won I, twenty of the last twenty-two games. That that sounds well. Nebraska correct, basketball
0: huh? throughout the eighties and nineties um, was pretty good.
1: Powerhouse in the NIT.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, there was one year they were a three seed in the NCAA tournament and they blew it. They lost uh, to a fourteen seed. My dad still well, tells me that story to this day I didn't ha- know that. it haunts him who's yeah. on that team is that um, eric
1: strickland or is that Piakowski?
0: i want to say it was after Piakowski. i'm not exactly sure probably closer to the strickland era before to ron lou but yeah if we look at this matchup i mean honestly we don't really know i mean both these teams just have so many like new players mm-hmm. on both sides And so far, I mean, I haven't seen, I saw a little bit of the Creighton uh, first half against Kennesaw State, and I mean, they didn't look great, but then I look, I watched the Western Illinois (laughs) game for Nebraska, and the Sam Houston State game for Nebraska, and I'm kind of thinking a lot of the same things. So, I mean, it'll be interesting so far, just some quick, some quick hitting numbers for you. Nebraska's averaging 74 points per game. Creighton's only averaging 70.5, but I mean, at least they have that 90 point output. Nebraska hasn't scored more than se- uh, 74. They've scored 74 both games. Um, points allowed. Creighton's defense has looked a lot better, according to that. They've given up 60.5. Nebraska giving up 70 points per game to Western Illinois and Sam Houston State. A little okay. bit of concern. Only two games. Yeah, I guess. And But the, the, big di- the big thing as a Nebraska fan that's scaring me is the rebounds. Creighton's grabbing 46 a game. Nebraska 38.5, which 38.5 would normally be all right, but I know – our opponents' rebounds are in the 50s because that first game was atrocious. We got out-rebounded by, like, 20.
2: Yeah, I think the big part about it is, like, so Creighton has a lot more rebounds per game because Mm -hmm. they're just playing better defense and causing more misses, so there's more defensive boards to grab. Um, But the big issue for Nebraska basketball right now, at least their two games, was the offensive rebounds where they have gotten just blown out on the offensive rebound uh, statistic. Both games, I mean, I think the game they lost, it was 20-6, to uh, at like with like a minute left, I don't know what it finished up at, but it was at twenty to six on offensive rebounds in the stat sheet, which is you know awful. And like even though um, they made that last three, like the guys, like they, there was a video and it showed that they the they had like three guys under the hoop that probably would have gotten a twenty first offensive rebound even if he would have missed it. Um, and it scared me. But then I looked at Creighton and Creighton has actually gotten out offensive rebound both games as well. Um, no, we're we're not a good rebounding team. We yeah. never have. So been. that's what that was my biggest like. Uh oh, with Nebraska, and even though like Creighton's probably still a better rebounding team, like it's not like a huge Big Ten powerhouse team like Illinois or Michigan that's just gonna destroy us on the boards, and we just gotta yeah. shoot lights out to win. Like they don't actually have that big of an advantage. Oh, the, the, I'll give you the reason the there.
1: Creighton the last you know 10 years have established their system of running gun let it fly right the reason we out rebound just about every team doesn't matter on size it's because the opposing team is so nervous about transition defense so they hardly even send guys to crash the offensive boards because they're just sending people back which you know leaves easier opportunities for Creighton players you know just to go up and get it non-contested for the rebound so that probably skews the stat heavily. Yep Nebraska obviously only through two games
0: 357th and opponent rebounds not we're allowing bad. 51 rebounds per game yikes i don't know how many teams there are but there's not many more than 357 <laughs> it's like 350 360. anyway what what are some keys to the game for you john what do you think stop the top well to head, continue
3: to uh continue the rebound conversation a little more uh this is probably our best team rebounding wise in a long time
0: damn i would I say. say
3: just because a lot we've got, taller no? yeah cockbrenner seven foot he is really coming into his own this year and then we add Columa and Fizel from uh, – where is
1: he f- Where is he from? Keyshawn Fiesel started his career, played three years in Mississippi State, and then he transferred. Um, he was behind a couple NBA guys, transferred to McNeese State, played there for a year, basically averaged a double-double. That was a Creighton. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, I mean, it'll definitely if, – if Nebraska can keep it, even if it's like, you know, Creighton gets 45 and Nebraska gets 40, like i think nebraska probably has a pretty good shot of winning that and another thing i don't know i, I don't know about what you guys think about creighton's three-point shooting but at least coming into the season for nebraska i was thinking that was going to be a strength bryce mcgowan's kasai Tomanaga, kasai tomonaga hasn't really done a whole lot from three looking at the stats here he's made one three in uh the two games combined um <clears throat> C.J. Wilchers actually looked like a pretty good three-point shooter for us. Um, he's made two. So that's our best. Well, Bryce Bryce has made uh, five. Bryce has made five. So Bryce McGowan's is looking like our best three-point shooter at a 38% clip. Otherwise, everybody else is under 30. I know it's only two games, but, geez, you just look at the numbers and you're like, wow, how did we even beat
1: Sam Houston State? But anyway. That, uh, that actually segues into one of my keys of the game, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bonderson. It's just which team can make threes, right? Yep. And, you know, because Creighton, I'm not sure exactly the numbers. They uh, I know the last game they played against Kennesaw State, they went one for 18, which that hasn't happened in 10-plus years, which is – it's absurd, but, I mean, realistically – Mitch Ballack graduates, Marcus Zagorowski graduates, and although we have like good shooters, you know, coming in from our freshman class, good transfer shooters, Ryan Hawkins, the Northwest Missouri State transfer, he can light it up, you know, but I think they just need to get comfortable in the in like the situation in the offense because the speed of the game, you can be the best shooter in the world, you can make 98 for 100, you know, on spot up threes at, at practice, but you know, coming off screens, shooting out the dribble, it's a different story. So I think that'll come for both teams, but that's a huge key. Whoever, you know, makes some more three pointers is going to win the game. Obviously, that's an easy stat to, or an easy point to make, but that's mm-hmm. going to be the case for sure. Whoever can, you know, maybe get above that eight threes clip has a I, good chance of winning.
0: I think if Creighton makes more threes, yeah, I mean, it's that's probably over. I mean, it's hard to say because McGowan's can just dominate in the paint. Like he could he could go off for 35 and it all be like in the paint, or he could make like five threes. He's so versatile that he just gives us a chance in pretty much every game. But uh, I don't know. I'm curious. Nolan, what do you what do you think about the rebounding three point situation? Those seem to be like two pretty big keys to this game, at least in my eyes.
2: Uh yeah, I mean I hinted on the rebounding thing where it's uh, Nebraska just can't get blown out on the on the offensive rebound side. Yeah. We got to be more physical and we it, we did a better better uh showing of that in the second game mm-hmm. uh offensive rebound wise and not just allowing the other team to grab 20 a game and actually boxing out in the first game they literally just weren't boxing out fighting demand. The um they've they've been a little better than that but also it helps that Creighton just isn't uh, excellent at rebounding either yeah. um so that's always good but three-pointers honestly I don't think both like both teams haven't really looked good in the three-point category this year um, I don't think this is a like a Creighton team that's going to be shooting as many as they have in like a couple of years past. Um, so they're going to definitely try to spread you out a little more and drive to the hoop and be a little more physical on Nebraska, which makes more sense since we're young and where you just aren't as uh, a physical team as we want to be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are, those are two huge points of the game. Um, obviously, Bryce McGowan's is the only one over twenty eight percent shooting uh, three three point percentage. I, we brought Kasai uh, Tomonaga here to uh, shoot threes. He's one for seven on the year. But, I mean, it's such a small sample pool. Two games, anything mm-hmm. can happen. We can't really, like, look at stats right now to, like, try to – say something um, and prove a point just because it's been not enough I feel like just like watching the actual actual games is uh, a better teller but uh, with what I just said I'm going to go strictly against it here and just look at the stats for Nebraska's uh, free throw percentage it's actually looked incredible this is one of the biggest downfalls Nebraska basketball has had under Hoiberg for the last two years we haven't been able to make a dang free throw And right now, we got one, two, three, four guys over 80% free throw percentage and only three guys that are under that 80% mark. So, I mean, they've done a better job doing that. A team that's gone to the line, what, 25, 30 times a game through two games, um, so per th- game.
0: So it's thirty three according to, I look here on basketball reference. We're we're seventh in both free throws made and seventh in free throw attempts. Yeah. So, so I at mean,
2: so many points that we would there'd be so many times last year where we'd lose by four and we'd shoot fifty percent free throw. Mm-hmm. Um and it just shows you how critical it was. I mean Nebraska yeah. basketball was like twenty six for thirty three, I think, in the free throw department in the first game, and we only missed three free throws in the first uh thirty nine minutes. But then there are other four were in the last minute that we missed and we lose by one point. So I mean, it's just they got a clutch of they got it. That, that shows like how uh, free throws can win and lose games. Um, something Nebraska's gotten better at this year, but uh, we'll just have to see. It's it's so weird to try to judge these teams because there's so many freshmen on both sides. Um, I think it's probably better to look at the matchups and the stats. But yeah. I don't know what do you guys think <clears throat> about that. Speaking of going
3: stats versus game feel, um, I have watched pretty much every minute of the last two Creighton Blue Jade games. And overall, it seems like Kennesaw and Arkansas Pine Bluff changed things up defensively than what Creighton's kind of used to seeing with that transition offense, push it down their throats as fast as they can, try to get defensive boards, maybe not get as many offensive boards because we're sending three guys down the paint after a shot. Um, Pine Bluff would pull like three defensive guys off immediately in transition, so that was taken away immediately. And then Kennesaw gave us a 2-3 look, and that just confounded us. I have no idea why. I mean, we couldn't shoot the three, and that's why we couldn't uh, get into the paint at all. And that really stifled Creighton. Um, it's just it seems like this Kennesaw team and these Pine Bluff teams were way more older, way more experienced, and these young Creighton kids, were they figured it out in the end, but just because I think it was just raw talent versus what we were facing. But when we get a team that's as talented as us, if, it's, if they're well-coached, I mean, Creighton will struggle really hard.
1: Yeah, and to you guys' point earlier, you guys are talking about three-point field goal percentages, um, you know, for both teams. I know Creighton specifically is so early in the season, like you mentioned. Uh, the, the way to look at it, in my eyes, is, you know, how many good looks are we getting and Creighton's getting a lot of good looks. You know, our our offensive system rolled over, which is awesome. We're running the same sets. We're still, you know, pushing in transition due to freshman Ryan Emhard. The amount of poise that kid has at 18 years old is unfathomable. Um, but it's funny you guys brought up Nebraska's uh, free throw shooting because that is one of my other keys of the game. They are – yeah, I believe it. Nebraska basketball free throw shooting has been great this year. It's, it's insane. So the percentage of scoring for Nebraska – Um, 33.1% have been by the free throw line, right, which is good for third in the country. So a key to the game, Nebraska, you don't need to continue to attack – get Creighton into foul trouble. That causes its own issues. And then on the other end for Creighton, we need to, you know, guard without fouling, which can be very difficult. Um, you know, we did it well against Kennesaw State, but like you said earlier, Bonderson, um, they, uh, you know, just having like a guy like Bryce McGowan, Alonzo Verge, you know, guys who, uh, you know, can like dance with the ball a little bit and get into the paint pretty easily, especially Verge. I've been very impressed with him in the sense of just getting into the paint. What he does in the paint can be questionable at times. <laughs> um yeah. True, but yeah, he uh, he actually reminds me a little bit of Teddy Allen in the yeah, sense yeah. of how he's playing, not in the sense they play the same way or anything. Yeah, they're two very
0: different styles, but yeah, so far, I mean, you could be critical of Verge's uh, selfishness or lack thereof, selflessness or lack of that, you know, however you want to phrase it. The fact is, he's pretty new to the offense and. You know, I, I'd like to think Fred's telling him to pass the ball more. I don't want to be super critical of, you know, I don't know how old he is, but probably 20 um, in his first two games here. But he has been pretty selfish with the ball so far. He's still averaging six assists a game. I mean, if he starts passing the ball around, I mean, there's no reason he couldn't even lead the Big Ten in assists because he's just so quick. So quick. He's lightning quick. His first two steps – I don't think anyone, even in, and granted, they've been playing some subpar competition, but his first two steps just look like twice as fast as the competition. That's just my opinion.
2: Yeah, if there was a slider where it was Nebraska or Creighton right now, Creighton definitely has that slider towards their name. When it comes to ball movement, um, they just look a little cleaner. They've Mm -hmm. always looked cleaner. I I mean, a Greg McDermott team is going to have pretty dang good ball movement and, that's the weirdest thing that I've seen with Nebraska is it just doesn't seem like their ball movement's up to up to par and like it it shocks me because they have so many athletic guys on their team a lot of guys that are good with the ball um, but it just doesn't seem like they're you know uh, merging as a cohesive using unit right now Um, and I feel like that's also just them being young and not getting a lot of game time but that's something we're gonna to have to look forward to because Creighton is gonna tear that apart. If you're just gonna dribble down the court and just try to drive to the hoop every possession, or just take one pass and that guy shoots it, it's it's gonna be something that a good team's gonna expose, and you're gonna only score 45 points a game.
0: Yeah, assists will be huge. If if Nebraska gets, you know, even 12 assists, I I like that. I mean, right now they're averaging eight assists per game, good for about 300 something in the country. Again, only through two games.
2: Creighton but, averaging 15.
0: Yeah, so. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I, I just want to point out. So Alonzo Verge, we talked about him. He's going to be a huge key to the game. And my other um, <clears throat> key to the game for as far as a player goes for Nebraska is Eduardo Andre because in that second game when we had Andre, I mean you could like you've mentioned. I mean the the, the rebounding was just better and uh, I mean Andre was a huge part of that. He, I mean he scored 11 points, which I was kind of surprised. But honestly, his free throw shot looked really good for a 6'10 guy. He went five of six. And uh, he also grabbed – Here's where's his rebounds? I know it's here somewhere. He grabbed seven. So, some, for some reason, that's – oh, uh, Derek Walker's first with eight. So, Walker and Andre grabbing boards, obviously. I don't know. You guys got some other players on the other side, the blue side?
3: Yeah, I wanted to focus on two of our biggest guys coming off the bench putting in minutes was uh, Trey Alexander and Keyshawn Fizel. Um, the first thing I thought of when I started watching Fiesel, um he gets exposed on perimeter defense pretty much every time so I don't know if you guys have like a great stretch four like a stretch five like a, a taller guy a forward coming out on uh, around the three point arc but he can't keep up with anyone's first step drive like he was getting blown by Kennesaw guys and pine Bluff guys and I don't know what to make of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Alexander, honestly, he is more of a guy that will just dive for every ball. Um, He hustles. Um, He hasn't been scoring a whole lot, but I think that'll start coming around. I I mean, I think this team as a whole, the scoring will start coming around as they get more comfortable with each other. And I think that goes same for the Huskers as well. Yeah. I just think they're so young and you're on a much bigger stage than they were before. Um, and with that comes a lot of the unspokens where like, oh man I'm playing in front of 18,000 people, you know just mm-hmm. they overthink their threes they overthink their first dribble, everything
2: Yeah, with uh, Fiesel i and talking about like a stretch forward, it'd probably be Latman on that um, mm-hmm. just 6'9", he can shoot the three ball as well, the only other guy would be like Derek Wa- Wa- Walker, mm-hmm. um, Bill Holmbriedenbach
1: could probably do would, some things Yeah, he
2: probably could, he hasn't looked that great um, and he doesn't look comfortable shooting the three ball either, but um you know, you never know, and we'll, we'll see. That might be a matchup they'll favor. Nebraska is the four and maybe the five, too, because Kalkbrenner, even though he's got a year under his belt, doesn't just seem crazy good right now. I think he's just super raw is still in his second year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. But, yeah, Nebraska, the, the assist is the most worrying part because we have four assists right now in the year that aren't named Alonzo Verge. So we we only have 16 <laughs> assists on the fault. season, and 12 of those have been Alonzo Verge. That's scary. And then McGowan's only has one. Trey, uh, Bryce has one, Trey has two, and then C.J. Wiltshire has one. Going into uh, the second half of our second game, so we had played one in a 1.5 games, essentially. Three halves, three halves, yeah, 60 minutes. Uh, We had one assist that wasn't wasn't Alonjo Verge. One assist in
0: 60 minutes. I think it was the first game we had, exactly as a team, one assist going into halftime. I was just like, what? What is this? Yeah, I was it's just she
2: passed once and dribbled to the yeah. hoop and shoot. That's like all Nebraska was doing the first game.
0: I was expecting this to be like pop it around, like oh oh, Verge takes it in, kicks it out to McGowan's, he takes it in, dumps it off to Walker for a two-handed dunk, and it's just like boom, boom, <laughs> boom, popping around. It's like no, <clears throat> Verge dribbles around, goes in, maybe pump fakes three times and shoots, or it's McGowan's goes in. He, oh, he spins. Oh, he pump fakes. Oh, he somehow made a crazy shot. <laughs> like, we just got to get those two guys way easier looks. And I know Andre and Walker can finish in the paint, too. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's been the tale of the tape for Nebraska basketball, at least since I've kind of seriously watched them, is just offensive stagnation. And, you know, a low assist, especially assist-to-turnover ratio, is very key to showing that, you know, the offense still isn't moving the ball, you know, to uh, Hoiberg's one, I'm sure, you know, his offenses, even in Chicago with the Bulls in, at Iowa State, it was focused on transition, ball of movement, finding the open guy, making the extra pass, all that. They're not the they're not the 2006 Spurs, but they're definitely going to get better, you know, by every game. Um, but also, so, Nolan, I know you had mentioned matchups. I have two matchups, two critical matchups in the game. Um, so I'll get to those in a second. I also just realized that it'll be very interesting. A thing, a thing to watch for this game will be the center matchups, the matchups of five, because – when Ryan Calkbrenner's in the game at seven one, he's gonna go up against you know Derek Walker, who's six eight on a good day. I Maybe, think we're gonna six, start nine? Andre based on which which game could be two. which could be the situation too, which makes Andre. things interesting because if Andre comes in, you know, replacing Walker, then we'll place F- Fizel Fizzo who's probably six six eight six nine again. But we
0: might start Walker and Andre, and then put McGowan's at the three, and then Virgin, Trey McGowan's at the, and then. Those are the guards. Yeah. A so, three forward. I don't know. That's not really his forte as mm-hmm. a coach Hoiberg. But it's, anyway, you're gonna
1: say, so. Well yeah, no, it's that's definitely gonna be something, you know, to watch in the game because like you said, you know, they might even start at water. So but the two matchups that I think are really, you know, they're set in stone. It's it's already the defensive matchup that's you know, they've been preaching in pra- practice is uh Alonzo Verge and Ryan Nemhard. Ryan Nemhard um just won biggies freshman of the week as as so did your boy Bryce McGowan's um, but he's averaging about 13 six and four so you know he's a he's a hell of a replacement for Zagorowski. the pace of the game has not stopped he he grabs the ball in transition he gets going you know he's uh he's been running those pick and rolls well which is a staple of Creighton's offense he's been finding guys you know rolling to the rim he hasn't been able to establish himself as a three-point shooter just yet as Zagorowski was which opens it up a lot Um, but to see you know what Nemhard can do as far as distributing and scoring which is exactly what alonzo verge does so you know whoever steps up there verge is you know like you said 20 he's he's old he's he's a juco guy went to arizona state now he's in nebraska so he's he's definitely up there in age so he definitely has the experience over um right Nemhard. but Nemhard you know could be more talented at the end of the day so that matchup is going to be extremely interesting to watch whoever wins that matchup arguably whichever team they're on it's going to win the game um yeah yeah. The other one I had is Bryce McGowan's and Alex O'Connell. Alex O'Connell, you p- probably point to someone and say who's going to be the leading scorer. You know, be- before the Creighton season started, you could probably pick pick someone out of a hat, and you'd, you know, you'd have a good chance. But I think Alex O'Connell, AOC, as Creighton fans call him, is probably going to be that guy, just because he's been getting the most looks. We've been running the most ses- sets for him, so um, he's got he's got the defensive assignment on Bryce McGowan, who's clearly your most talented player. And, uh, you know, probably going to be your go-to guy, which is scary considering you're relying on an 18-year-old. You know, Alex McConnell has a little bit of experience, you know, coming off the bench for Duke uh, for three years and then, you know, half a year in the system last year at Creighton. But that's going to be super interesting. You know, they're both uber-athletic. You know, they're above-the-rim guys, so whoever can win that matchup as well. You know, I'm not even going to try to give the edge to anybody, but hopefully – you know the experience of O'Connell which talking about experience over Nebraska for a Creighton players you know it's big because we're starting I mean we replaced all five starters so mm-hmm. you know experience is going to be a huge thing I don't know we can get into my predictions later but it's going to be a tough one for Creighton well, we can have some
0: final thoughts here before getting predictions if anybody has any other otherwise I think we've kind of yeah hit it all we got it. rebounds you know I mean shooting percentage and percentage. rebounds Passing, shooting, and rebounding. Whoever These are the better, fundamentals of the game. Triple
2: threat. Whoever <laughs> plays threat. better and scores more points. I, Whoever I wants it more. Going to win the game.
0: <laughs> Who wants Who it wants more? It? Who wants it? But I honestly, this is going to be the most interesting Creighton-Nebraska game. Because even the year, my my uh, freshman year when we won, going into it, I mean, Creighton ended up being the better team at the end of the year. But going into that game, I was like, I, I think we have the better team. You know, the crowd's excited. And, you know, we ended up winning by 20 or whatever. But going into this one, I don't think anyone really could get – I mean, right now the line sits at 2.5 in favor of Nebraska somehow. And, uh, honestly, I don't know about that. But also, both these teams are just – you know, Creighton, you have the young factor. And then Nebraska, you just have – there's so many newcomers. And some of them are young. Some of them are just new. Um, But I'm going to say – Nebraska, 74, because we scored 74 the first two games, so why not? Creighton, 71, so we cover. cover.
2: All right, I mean, I guess I'll go. Uh, At times, I think this game will look like a Class A Nebraska high school basketball tournament game, and at times I think it will look like a pretty dang good ball game just because of the uh, lack of experience on both sides and as well as just being new units together. Um, it's going to be sloppy, I think, and I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, I can't not go against Nebraska and the boys, so I'm going to say Nebraska's going to win, and Nebraska's going to win by a score of 65 to uh, 60. Um,
3: for about the last two weeks, I've been saying that I think Nebraska is going to beat Creighton um, just because. I look at the McGowan brothers and what they're capable of and the experience they bring together, which right now Creighton has absolutely no experience. And Nebraska doesn't have very much either, but I just think in college basketball especially, experience edges out newcomers and talent just a little bit more sometimes. That's just how I feel right now. Um, But I want to be a homer right now. I'm just feeling that way. Oh, Lee
2: Lee Corso, not so fast. But not so (laughs) fast.
3: Uh, I'm going to have to go – I think this is going to be an absolute slug match. Um, Both these teams don't shoot very well. Uh, Give me 68-66, Creighton.
1: Fair, fair. Um, Not so fast. Continuity is lacking on both of these teams. I think Creighton is the better coach team. It's easier for them to be the better coach team. McDermott's entering his 11th year. Um, You know, however... I think if you play this game at the or cent- er, excuse me the CHI Health Center, Creighton <laughs> wins. I think you play this game at PBA, Nebraska wins. Whoa. Games at PBA, so I'll probably take Nebraska 68-64, they'll probably cover. I could see it go, going either way. Either way. I the That's only the only it's just it's the first road environment and it's PBA is a rocking environment and especially The insecurity that comes out for Nebraska basketball fans when it comes to Creighton—that's a fact. No one can deny that. Fair enough. The place will be rocking. It will. Honestly, it could be the loudest PBA gets all year, unless it's a serious game in March. You know, when you're you're in the bubble or anything like that. But I, I just think, you know, with the youth of Creighton, you know, we're starting two true freshmen. I just think that is going to, you know, outweigh the fact that we could be more talented. I mean Nebraska, they'll find their nut every couple years. Once this uh, core gets, uh, once this core for Creighton gets experience, they get acclimated to playing together. It's gonna be a rough little stretch for Nebraska, in my opinion. However, I hope Hoiberg can truthfully install his offense. But I think Nebraska gets the dub.
2: So, yeah. uh, according to all four of us, the this under is looking submissive and breedable because it is set at one forty-five point five. So each team would have to score seventy-two or seventy-three or something mm-hmm. like that to cover. Still pretty um, low. Yeah, it's low, but we all four predicted it, The under to hit. So I, barely, I wouldn't be shocked. I guess that the under hits.
1: Hey, you know what the beautiful I, thing about college basketball is? We're probably dead wrong. Oh yeah. yeah, I could
0: see a lot of fouls and then like free throws get racked, especially like. The way Nebraska has gotten to the line And then also the fact that Nebraska's Defense is just kind of You know mid at the best Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: Why not I'm going to change my prediction Say the game that goes into overtime I'm going to say it goes into overtime Unders there and then the overtime Hits the over it's going to be 76 to 72 Nebraska Oh we got one over So you got three on the
0: under one on the over And it's a specific
2: overtime Cover it's going to be an overtime Cover
0: yeah,
1: I'll tell you one thing. Nebraska wins that game. High of seventy three tomorrow. The rail yard might be, uh, it oh, might be bumping. Insane. Games Dangerous at six play. o'clock. Game's Ooh. gonna be over by eight. Game might be bumping Ooh. Tuesday night in the Haymarket.
2: Oh it's wow! Only yeah. I might I wear homework. a Creighton sweatshirt I, down there. there. I have an exam at <laughs> two to three thirty, and I don't have to work on Wednesday, so I'm gonna be in the rail yard. But if we, especially if we win, just grooving it up there. <laughs> I mean, I have work at eight a.m.
0: Wednesday. I'm still gonna. <laughs> so if we win, I mean blues o'clock, I've been working full time that's,
2: no, that's never stopped me It's so. going to be a classic Nebraska football When we drink, lose we drink It's just one way we're drinking to happiness The other way we're drowning our sorrows in bush
0: light Yeah, so <laughs> drinking I think is a smooth segue Into uh, yeah. this uh, game Nebraska against football Against Wisconsin, who is looking like they know how to play football now Nebraska to drink Goes to Madison Arkfeld will be there
1: yes sir he's
2: our he's our man on the ground yeah he's going to be our sideline reporter <laughs> he kind of looks like aaron andrews yeah a little bit i, <laughs> I appreciate that uh, that's honestly
1: one Holly of the nicer Rowe. things i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll take that you'll take percent.
0: well so this game i believe what when is the what what time is this kickoff no,
2: 230
0: oh that's that that's okay
2: yeah it's on abc
0: we're a nine Why? and a half point underdog. I, I say the, we because we keep Nebraska. on drawing fans. The Nebraska Ohio
2: State game is the most watched college football game of the weekend. It's ridiculous. But also, Ohio State has like the biggest average per college like watch. They're like five point three million per yeah. game. It's we're not we're
1: not crazy far behind either. So it makes sense.
2: They, Ohio's just big. Like Ohio is a yeah big state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they Ohio's one of those teams that has fans everywhere you go. I mean, yeah. You have
1: Cincinnati, Columbus, where the U is, and um, you know Cincinnati. So Cleveland, Cincinnati, or, Yeah, Spies. Cleveland. Yeah, they got two Cincinnatis actually. You will
0: never believe in this six-game winning streak for Wisconsin. Who not. has been the closest to beating them? Northwestern.
1: Wait. Army. Oh. Twenty oh,
0: I to fourteen. Forgot they played Army. Otherwise, they beat Illinois by twenty-four, Purdue by seventeen, Iowa by twenty. And oh my god, Rutgers never had a chance. That's okay, not even worth wait, mentioning. So
2: bad offense, bad offense, bad offense, bad offense, and bad offense.
0: It's yeah, I mean Wisconsin's play. on like their fourth string running back, but he went off last week for one hundred and seventy three yards. Okay, yeah.
2: So they haven't played a good offense in a while. But the most impressive thing probably is they held Michigan to seventeen. They held Penn State to Urs no, never mind. They held never mind. They got blown out by Michigan. yeah, uh, they didn't the other way, but yeah, these guys all have not great offenses, but their defense is always so good. We're gonna have to find yeah. a way to score.
0: I mean, they've even up thirty-eight and forty-one. Mm-hmm. To we're, we're gonna have two Michigan identical
2: game. Dame. We're gonna have two identical games in a row where we're playing teams with just a crack defense and mm-hmm. a quarterback that doesn't know how to throw the ball. Yep. Spencer yeah.
1: Petras is uh, not on the roster. At least the depth chart, hitting another Illinois really? game this weekend. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if oh, that injury.
2: The Brett train's about to run <laughs> another victim. Yeah. They're oh, dude, I'm gonna hammer the Illinois money line <laughs> if that's the
1: case. Uh, you should. Uh, here's the thing, yeah. I You would want to say Nebraska's got three wins now. Um, you would want to say, especially heading into, you know, Frost's fifth year where, you know, it's a contract year, right? It's a serious contract year, which there's incentives, obviously. You know, you win a certain amount of games, you get to a bowl game, whatever, you get that extra million dollar back that has been cut or restructured from his contract. I think it's crucial to win one of these two games just to have some offseason hype because, realistically, it's so hard for me to think that our defense is going to be just as talented, if not more talented. Like, there's no way. We lose so many, so many players. And I, I could see our defense taking a step back, at least from a st- statistical standpoint. Our offense, I believe, will get better. We don't have Mario Verduzco anymore, you know, Gotta teaching pass. quarterbacks how not to throw the ball. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think either winning the Wisconsin or... Iowa game is so big heading into the off-season momentum, yeah. and I think I think Iowa we have the better chance of winning considering Wisconsin's on a roll, and uh, you know obviously we, Camp Randall's not an easy place to win at. In fact, I don't. We definitely have not win, won at Camp Randall since we've been in the Big Ten, if not ever. So, hopefully, uh, you know we can uh, get that first win under Scott Frost's ranked um, opponents career. So, what yeah. are we like zero and thirteen?
2: Uh, yeah, something like that. On twelve. 0 twelve. I don't know, but.
1: Uh yeah this is like you said this is going to be huge
2: for the recruiting trail and also just momentum and uh Confidence within the team. If we could put something even closer, even win, I mean, I don't think putting close would do anything actually because we've done that with every team in the nation. But actually being able to win one of these two games would be huge and showing these guys that, hey, we can we can get over this hump of beating a Wisconsin, beating an Iowa because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you beat Michigan or Ohio State or a Penn State. All you got to do is beat the Iowa's, beat the Wisconsin's, beat the Minnesotas, and you're in the Big Ten championship every year. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, I mean, obviously that was like a big bar, but like <laughs> that's you don't gotta beat Ohio State every year. Yeah. You gotta beat Iowa, you gotta beat Wisconsin, you gotta beat Illinois, Purdue, Minnesota. Yeah, let's be very beatable teams.
0: Let's be competitive in the Big Ten West yeah. before people say I mean that was like the whole thing like um Frost's second year. Oh, we're gonna oh we gotta Adrian's on the win the Heisman, we're gonna go to the playoff. It's like what? We went four and eight. <laughs> let's make a bowl game and maybe beat Purdue. Yeah. You know?
3: I missed the Holiday Bowl. The Pacific Life yeah. Holiday we like Bowl. <gasps> yeah! Five times.
0: We beat Arizona by 30. We,
3: hey, hey, we that played, was a Nick
2: Foles-led Arizona, too. Big yeah. Dick Nick. So We used to beat factoid. some good teams at bowl games. We beat Clemson, like, 13 years ago. And Georgia. Now, yeah, we, we like, split with Georgia. And now, Clemson, 10 years later, and Clemson and Georgia are competing <laughs> for Natties. And not this year for Clemson, obviously. Ha, huh, but, uh... <laughs> yeah, those two are competing for natties, and we're just trying to scrap out four wins here. Trying to split, we're trying, we're out here trying to split Wisconsin, Iowa, so we can finish four and eight. <laughs> it's just a bummer, but uh, yeah, it's just a <laughs> big a way to describe for it. the
0: team. <laughs> I mean, it's disappointing. Uh, they've they've gone through so many running backs. <laughs> Wisconsin, they still have a guy at eight hundred yards, and our leading rusher is Adrian with five hundred.
2: <laughs> He's been the leading rusher, I think, like all for, or other than freshman year where we had uh, Divino Zigbo go over a thou, but other than that, yeah. yeah. Well, he
0: didn't even touch a thou; it was close. I remember looking this up. He got to like nine hundred, but
1: oh,
2: Divino Zigbo didn't get there.
0: Yeah, because we didn't start handing him the ball until like game six, and then yeah. he just got like one hundred fifty yards a game after that.
1: I think that's the most mind numbing thing, out of this whole Nebraska football season, is. So what is it, two games ago, Adrian, you know, supposedly gets hurt, nicked up, like he broke his jaw or something, you know, with his rib, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, I mean, I feel for the guy 100%. I wouldn't want to, you know, be taking Big Ten linebacker hits to the face. Um, But that's such a crucial part of our offense, and I'm not saying we have a better chance if we throw Logan Smothers in there, but it's just so unfortunate that, like, it just takes away, you know, almost half of our offense. Yeah. So we we just get exposed in other areas because, you know, you don't necessarily need to spy Adrian Martinez, which obviously opens things up over the middle of the field. So uh, that one, that was just difficult to watch.
2: Sorry to be the bearer of uh told you so, but Divino Zigbo ran for 1082 yards his senior year.
1: Oh, really? I thought I read he yeah. so had
2: 900. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't but matter. Yeah, he had a but, good. Uh, year. <laughs> wow, the, the only thing is I want I want uh, Smothers to come in for the last two games, but he's already used his four games. Oh. For his redshirt eligibility, oh. so now I don't want him to. I was like, "All right." If Has Adrian, it been four? He's already played four, apparently.
1: So Michigan State, he came in for a series. Redshirt. Obviously, he played against Buffalo. Buffalo, and Fordham,
2: and Fordham. What was the and other game? And Adrian must have got hurt. Oh, for like Northwestern, a or probably blowout. Oh, oh yeah, Northwestern blowout. Northwestern, out. it came yeah. in. So it was like that. That just sucks. And the Minnesota was mm. what, like a play or something like that. Yeah, I don't it know. wasn't even. So that that sucks because like if it's true that Adrian doesn't come back next year then you want this guy to have some experience in a game that's not a Buffalo game or a or something like that. Mm-hmm. You want to get him big time experience and settle him in so then when he plays a Big Ten team like next year he's not gonna be as jittery. Um, yeah, and I just see what we just see what we got, you know? Like see yeah. what we got against a defense. that's not Northwestern yeah. or St. Mary's school of the blind. Like let's let's see what we can he can do against a good defense. A, <laughs> you know, I
0: don't want to play devil's advocate, but I'm going to I would almost argue that the uh, two games of experience of some meaningful snaps Against two good defenses, like you mentioned, is worth losing the redshirt year. I would almost. I agree. I don't know. It, it, it's. I mean, he'll have to make a decision. I know he's got a lot of decisions to make. Scott Frost and Becton. I know they. Can, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a couple things on their plate this week. I said earlier they're gonna keep Folger's coffee in business just by <laughs> how much they're how much coffee they're gonna have to drink just to make a game plan.
1: But anyway, yeah, without got
2: Ron Brown back at running backs, yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: we need to hit the quarterback transfer market heavy. Yeah, I think this year. And I, we I lose Purdy's. Purdy's, Purdy's uh, a. I, I look for Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock, no, not from my State. Uh,
2: from a uh, uh, Florida State. Yeah, Chubba Purdy. Chubba Purdy, yeah, his brother. It's Brock Purdy's brother, huh. and he played at Florida State with one McKenzie Milton, mm. who McKenzie Milton played at UCF under Frost. So they probably had some connections there. Like, hey, you know, if they're you needed somewhere to go. This guy's pretty good coach or something like that. And uh, so. Uh, yeah, they thought that about Joe uh, they, Burrow, maybe, too. I mean, huh? they had to have talked about it a little bit, but yeah, that's one name probably to keep your eyes on <coughs> if we do seek the, the portal a little bit.
1: What about Miles Brennan? I've heard that's an option, especially with, uh, I forget the name, but we have some ties to some offensive staff at LSU mm-hmm. um, yeah. that I think were like, rumored to maybe even come. Miles Brennan obviously entered the portal earlier. Well, whoever we get as an OC,
0: I mean, wherever they were at, I mean you can kind of they might have a guy. assuming they were an OC it, or a quarterback's it coach. It could be, but we got to I think, think
2: we got to wait until, like the OC's yeah, hired just like cuz exactly. apparently they're just changing the entire offense as well, so we don't even know what they're going for or trying to trying to get here. So I mean right now uh, predicting anything is kind of like a Lombardi March Madness prediction bracket in <laughs> August, you know, like we don't know what we got here. We got to wait till the off season and see when people get fired or when we at least get an OC. In place coaches, and then we'll probably be working on the portal. Joe When's Gans,
3: this? if you're listening to this, please come to Nebraska. He's going to please be the quarterback coach. Yeah,
2: I've I've heard a lot of talk about Joe Gans and people wanting Joe Gans because apparently he wants to start a little coaching career here. He's at Northern Iowa right now. He's not yeah. very far away right now. Hmm. Huh. Be an easy pack up.
0: I wonder how Northern Iowa's done. They've traditionally been a fairly decent program. He's actually the wider coach.
2: People series were also saying right Dominic now. Rayola for a line. Really? Yeah, because they want, <laughs> but they want they want they Dylan Raiola. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, hey, that kind of worked out for. He uh, the ball, dude.
1: Nebraska basketball almost had a little pipeline from uh, you sign one decent player and Trey McGallans and you get their stud five-star yeah, brother. They tried to do it again. Yeah, we almost pulled Simeon Wiltshire I believe he just committed to North Carolina a couple weeks ago, but that would have been cool. I, I thought CJ he Wilcher, brother Giddy. There was
2: there was like so he just committed and there was like just talks on Twitter like a day ago that like he's apparently not like
1: liking being committed to. It oh, I I believe it. It's yeah. So well, how long is, that is topic
2: being revisited?
1: Roy Williams is gone. They gone. were they were oh, yeah. Replaced, yeah, they replaced by him. Hubert Davis. I don't know. he has been uh, an assistant there for like thirty yeah. years. Oh He coached K's last year. That might be. What you're of. Coach oh, K's yeah. last That's year. what I'm thinking
2: of. Two
0: icons. Yeah, I mean college basketball. We're gonna see a lot of turnover. Thank you, Coach K, mm-hmm. all the Self's old guys are. Is this uh,
1: mm-hmm. is this the time? I mean, you think about it like this: Syracuse, Michigan State, Bayheim, Bill Self, old. yeah, Bayheim is old. He's older He's than all of them. two kids yeah. playing on the team. Too. I know. So so <laughs> he, here's a so here's a never question for you. Here's a question for you. The Blue Bloods are always gonna survive. Mm-hmm. You know, the Michigan State, the KUs, the Syracuses, the Duke, the Kentuckys are always gonna get past. Throw Villanova, Villanova in there too who who's your prediction give me one school one university that uh you know in the next uh 20 years might catch a couple couple championships i have mine but in what what sport in college basketball college
2: basketball that hasn't like mine hasn't won one well no you don't jay have
1: to Wright say is that pretty young yeah jay Wright's young but he's still got two my my guess would be michigan basketball i think michigan Juwan is howard's on the up and up, up. And that's going. pretty juan howard's a hell of a coach hell of a recruiter they got a good system up there in ann arbor i'm not gonna lie what about memphis Okay. That penny mean, hard yeah, Penny I Hardaway? Yeah, mean, see. They've recruited well. Yeah. The
0: results haven't quite been there.
1: I mean, yeah, like you can pull a guy like James Wiseman and then you have some recruiting violation. You play his two games. I don't know how Emily Bates is going to do this year, but that's, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, they're recruiting with yeah. the best of them for sure. So, I mean, Penny will learn more as a coach. Does it I mean, have he knows to be? To play the game.
2: Does it have to be a program that wasn't known like historically, or just right now that this? Not no,
1: I name? mean, like they can still be a great basketball program. But who do you think is going to like almost be blue blood status in twenty years? Like think of think of, like, think of think of if I asked you twenty years ago college football and you said Clemson, then that's kind of like the okay, answer. So i someone for. that's
2: not, so not like a UCLA okay. or like a. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah. Don't say that. Okay. Hmm. That's a tough Two. one. Baylor. Yeah.
2: I love their Bay coach. Scott Scott Drew. Drew, as long as he's they can really hold good. on to him, I mean, he's their damn good basketball team. Mm-hmm. They're a good basketball team. Scott Drew's awesome.
3: Like, players yeah. cold coach through and through. I also really like Chris football.
1: Beard. I think if Chris Beard stays at Texas for a while, I mean, look what he did in the transfer market. It was ridiculous. If he starts getting his recruits in there, Austin's a growing city. I could see, I could see UT, you know, and, I mean, granted, they had – Kevin Durant, they've had a couple other players, but I could see them, you know, catching a couple titles here, especially if Chris Beard stays. Like, what he did at Texas Tech, took him to the, the natty. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
3: And then just left Lubbock like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm think,
0: interested uh, <laughs> to see who the Big Ten team that would win. Like Like, you say Michigan. Like, I don't know. The Big Ten has, like, the last couple years especially, mm-hmm. I mean, just stacked from bottom to bottom. And there's just never quite that team where you're like, they're the Villanova, the Duke. They're like, you. they're going to make the Final Four for sure, mm-hmm. probably the Elite Eight, and they're, they have a really good chance of winning the national title. The Big Ten never has the title contender because they just beat themselves up or whatever. Maybe okay. they just don't have that title contender, but Michigan State's been the closest. Um, Michigan's been really close also.
1: Yeah, Michigan, They. I mean, Wisconsin technically, one, yeah. think about it like this. That uh, 2014, or was it 2013, the title game, Rick Patino, Louisville against Michigan you know louisville won that game but that title was vacated so you know i mean you can speculate all you want they Iona. lost they lost but <laughs> Iona's is the next <laughs> Iona.
3: to uh update you guys on the northern iowa football team and joe gans um mm-hmm. they're oh. five and five in the missouri valley is joe gans granted. a quarterback coach or is no he, he's the wide receivers coach oh no, they're not in the summit <laughs> <laughs> league they're not what, in the summit
1: what's he doing and, over there no missouri no missouri valley still has the north dakotas North no, Dakota State, South Dakota State. No, no in they football they play Dakota. in the Missouri Valley.
2: Joe Gans, that's not a beat. North, a bat North Dakota State. What are you doing in the Missouri Valley? Yeah, SDSU and PSU. The
0: yeah, they all play. The it's, Summit it's, League's not a football conference. Nope it's it's uh, a non, non football conference. Yeah, it's confusing. Gotcha. That's why gotcha. the likes
1: of UNO, um, UMKC, or er, no UMKC is not even in the Summit. But you get what I'm saying. Well, they, Denver University. They Denver University. They're going by Kansas City. Did you see that? Just Kansas City University. Yeah, KCU. Because,
0: I mean, this is, wow. like, a thing that everyone's, like, trying to do. Like, you'd rather just have, instead of an acronym that, n- like, half of the country might mm-hmm. know, or just, like, one region of the country might know, like, Louisiana, Lafayette, they're like, they're just no, Louis- we're just going to be Louisiana now. Right. And then people, no one really, like, objects to it. I mean, LSU I guess, does. why would you? So is yeah. probably
1: thinking of just being called Omaha. That right. I w- it's conceivable I, I mean it's on their basketball court it just says that is Omaha true yeah you no know, and I an I like their branding the and you can get them confused if you call them UNO then you could also be talking well, about that university their logo New Orleans is really well, cool so. there's a U yeah, and, and, makes in and, and, and the logo yeah no, that's a good point yeah,
0: yeah people have done that yeah. oh yeah it's just interesting how they just like kind of do it sneakily honestly mm-hmm.
3: right. read, read up on the Louisiana Lafayette and lSU like debacle like <laughs> they I'm sure LSU is like we are the Louisiana University like screw you guys like they got it got crazy
1: i mean their state i mean it's a little different i know
3: yeah
0: plus it's like at the same time like i mean if louisiana really wants to rebrand and help their marketing and get more money like you know probably probably let them do that yeah for sure <laughs> true anyway yeah you well do we want to get into
2: prediction nebraska wisconsin are we
0: oh man might
2: as well yeah nebraska averaging point. Two points more per game on offense, but Wisconsin allowing four point, or six points less. Wisconsin allowing 216 yards per game. That's so ridiculous that they do that year after year. I know. Oh, man. But do uh, you guys want to start off a little Nebraska-Wisconsin yeah, we'll prediction score? <laughs> go Jays. I,
1: <laughs> I can take us away here real quick. Um, Wisconsin's offense sucks. Our defense is actually pretty solid, even with JoJo gone. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I could see 27-24. I... I don't know it's it's hard pressed it's for me consuming. to say we're gonna score you know 24 points three touchdowns but you never know uh I don't know it's it's late in the season their offense sucks used to say we don't get a pick six crazier things have happened 24 27 obviously Wisconsin winning
0: what is the number every time we've been a double digit underdog we've covered now we're nine and a half we're great
2: against the spread yeah, we're awesome oh, yeah. against the spread. We're 6 and 4. So we started like uh 5 and 1 or something yeah. against the spread and then mm. we uh I think, uh, think this is the only game like Vegas started I mean,
1: closing the gap
0: yeah. a little bit. I think this is the only game we've been plus and then it's not been a double digit number though. I think all the other games it's either been
2: I'm mean, a dude Purdue is playing or not Purdue uh No, Purdue did just play Wisconsin or Ohio State and they were like a 21 point underdog and we were only like 17. Wow. So like they just knew that we like play we everyone play teams close.
1: close and just blow it. Yeah. yeah. No. Yep. It's, yeah. It's a trade of a team. We just can't win. We're losers.
0: Yeah. Yep. I mean we have we have talent, John.
3: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. What like what Nolan said we need a pick six, I think to win this game. It's gonna like, be turnovers. It has to. Yeah. Well, Grant Mertz. I think he has a game with four interceptions.
0: He, he's he's prone <laughs> sure. to it. And plus, well, is, is Deontay Williams gonna be sure. playing? But anyway,
1: 27 Twenty-seven twenty-four. Wisconsin. Um, I
3: Wisconsin. am yeah. less optimistic. Oh, no. Adrian Martinez absolutely sh- pisses down his leg every time he's in Camp Randall. <laughs> like, he – I don't know. Something about that stadium and just in the surrender whites. Um, I'm going to have to go – I do like the 27 number. Probably I think Wisconsin gets up to, like, 35. Um,
2: and He's we, only been there once, by the way. Yeah, it was awful. True. Yeah, no. we, we got
1: blown out, but he, you know, second half, he started picking it up. J.D. had, I think, like 200 yards receiving that game, J.D. Spearman. Yeah,
0: he had a
3: couple. I missed that game. John, what did you say for your score? Uh, let's go 35-21. Ooh.
0: I don't know how you guys think we're getting in the 20s. I'm going to say I like our defense in this because they're going to try and run the ball on our run defense against Travion Henderson, um, one of the best running backs in the nation. at Ohio State was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say, I mean it's college football. Anything could happen. We could lose thirty-one to forty because we just find ways to lose. But um, I'm going to say twenty-four to ten, Wisconsin. Okay,
2: twenty-four to ten. All right, y'all yeah, go off that rip. Whenever I see a forty-two on over/under, I'm going to pound it under uh, because it's always a trap. It's always it's always, uh, it's always always a trap. You think, oh, that's so low, and then it just it it, it isn't. Um, so I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm going to go 17-13 Wisconsin. I could see that. I would
3: like Honestly. that. 17-13? So 17-13 I could
1: see Wisconsin. that too. I like so. that.
2: I would like it if it was like
3: an incredibly low score. I like yeah. how you added like a missed extra point yeah. into that final as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a guarantee yeah.
2: at this point. <laughs> it's probably. You, you think we're going to make two field goals? No. <laughs> Wisconsin
0: actually makes five field goals, but we missed the extra point. They block it, return, return it the other it. way for two. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what got us in Michigan.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. 18-13. to 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's a barn burner. It's gonna be. I think. Yeah, I think it's gonna be equivalent of just like two, like really good pitchers in the in the MLB playoffs. Just it's like a one zero two one game. Like
1: it's a Bumgarner Kershaw matchup yeah. for sure. Yeah,
2: but yeah. without we don't. <laughs> we're Bumgarner, and we're an emphasis on bum. Like Bum <laughs> Bumgarner on the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> oh, oh god! Against
3: oh, hey, Bumgarner oh, god. against In Kershaw without
2: an ankle, <laughs> 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 with a with a torn ACL. <laughs> That's what it is. But
0: Kershaw without his curveball. Fair enough. I think yeah. I mean just just the simple fact we probably don't have jo- we don't have JoJo Doman. That hurts so much. We also Deontay Williams. I'm not I'm not read up enough on that situation, but he's been our best cover safety so it'll be interesting i mean we both all four of us i guess we all pick wisconsin some of us say we cover i guess i was the only one to say or no you said thirty-five twenty-one, yeah. john yeah john so john and over. i say d- take take the uh wisconsin spread and we all pick yeah un-
2: uh arkfeld oh, and john picked and john picked the over yeah. Bondo and I are on the under.
0: On the under. So under train. we have given you zero direction as we should because sports betting is bad. So <laughs>
2: we're basically there's no way that we could be wrong here though. That's because true. we have every single bet. We quartered. also can't
0: be right. It's like a risk
2: reward. No, oh, we're right. We're going to we're going to hit every single bet. One of us will be right. I bet you a dollar will bet it will hit every single bet. There's also, four of us. Also Bondo <laughs> bet me $20 that Nebraska is going to make the March Madness. And then the
0: first game he leaves to Western Illinois. <laughs> I
2: have $100 oh. with uh,
1: yes. the one and only Nick Dozel on that if uh, Nebraska makes the NCAA tournament I give him 100, vice versa, I get 100. So
2: Dude, great bet. Wait, yeah, I'm going to wow. be I'm going to be a little richer. I spends his money on dumb things,
1: <laughs>
2: like me. <laughs> that's funny. He's gonna be
1: my sugar daddy after this college basketball season, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> just instead, just buy me twenty Vegas bombs from the bars instead of giving me five hundred
1: dollars. <laughs> Give me a hundo, McChickens, chickens, brother. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you should have got <laughs> Just give that North 27th Street McDonald's just a hell of a night. (laughs) Oh my God.
2: Yeah, that would be awful. It would be so much dry, raw chicken. (laughs) <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about. Is craving
0: is craving dry chicken and Ooh. Vegas bomb. So that's where we're at. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a good way to. Bro,
2: a McChicken and a Vegas bomb
1: <laughs> right now sounds incredible. What if you? Hey, I'll tell you what. Hey, hey, if oh. I oh. if I see if I see you guys in the rail yard after the Creighton Nebraska game and uh-huh. Nebraska wins, oh. I'll buy I'll buy you guys a drink for sure. Just yes. because right, we'll I go go am so happy too. that Nebraska fans do get this moment every once in a while. Get a reason to celebrate too. They deserve it. They deserve it. It. Yeah. It's I, a lot of pain. I don't know it, why. I, yeah,
2: but when I said biggest bomb, baseball. I just got reminded of the play-by-play guy for Creighton that just freaks out when anyone yeah. does anything. Like, Rocky bomb! <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, and that's a first national three-point bank
3: three-pointer or five points bank three-pointer. That's he what he always swear, screams right there. Like
2: homies They're like brothers with the Hornets play-by-play guy. My. Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody
3: does oh, a starting yeah. five lineup better than that guy, though. He, his name is John Bishop. John, John Bishop, Bishop. That's yeah, right.
0: Electric. Of yeah. course, le- his le- last legit. name is Bishop, and he oh, announces he's like a journalist a too, isn't he? <laughs> I've seen him on Twitter all the
1: time. Yeah, no, he actually covers Nebraska too. He covers. Uh, oh,
0: another J scare. What happened to Marquez? Even the
2: play-by-play guy for Creighton's a dang Nebraska <laughs> fan. I mean, what kind of
0: stooges and clowns are we? Omaha with is in fact in. Nebraska
2: Oh my god I didn't know that John
0: Why Thank don't you, you root For Creighton football then <laughs> Oh bad joke Alright Yeah that, that about Wraps it up If, hey, if <laughs> anyway. Creighton had a
3: Football team I would not root for them
1: I would But you gotta think About it like this <laughs> that's, that's even weirder <laughs> Yeah that's even weirder See okay that's Here's weird, here's probably. also my thing So Oh yeah the there's bitch. There's really no such Like I mean, okay. So you, you think of the rivalry. I it's hard. It's, I'm hard pressed to even say Great Nebraska is a rivalry because oh. I can I can think of a few states that have similar you know kind of dynamics, right? So let's think of Cincinnati, okay? So you have the University of Cincinnati, okay? Big big school, the biggest school, and then you Xavier. also you have a Xavier, right? Mm. Okay, that's interesting. So think about Wisconsin here. You got a Marquette, you know, and I know that's a Milwaukee, and then you have Wisconsin and Madison it's not really a rivalry for both of those schools. As much, at least, there's not as much do they hate. they play annually, though? They do. They do. At they least, do. Marquette, actually, Xavier Cincy, not sure.
0: Xavier Cincy, I know they do. Okay, well, then I know they Marquette in, and Wisconsin They've do, had, like, so. numerous fights. It is actually a very passionate. Is it really? Look it up. There's been, like, at least a couple fights in the Xavier so, Cincy. Oh, so, God. is there a
1: Jaysker equivalent? Is there a... Oh, what is what is Xavier? They're the Musketeers and the Bearcats. Is there a Bear Tier? I mean, I don't think you could. It, it is
0: such a unique situation. You make such a good point Muska because cat. what other state does? Is there a team that has it's won five just, national football titles and then the basketball team has randomly yeah, gotten good it is in the last, in the the last perfect, twenty years? Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, this is perfect. This
2: is a perfect analogy. 30, 30 it's a years. guy like that that's from Norman, but goes to Oklahoma State and decides he's going to be an Oklahoma football fan. See, in my Oklahoma opinion, Oklahoma State. In my opinion that's because com- they're better at bill sports battled the highways that's that's yeah, completely different and that's completely oh, different in my how? opinion
1: how well first off we don't have a football program and second off omaha like oh, the best sports you will get in omaha is Creighton basketball so right so but, but Chasers, uh, omaha
3: fc is in the finals no, but, for the no, USL right. i was at that game but on here's, saturday
1: here's how it's similar
2: though is if you're from norman uh, Oklahoma's always better at football and they're historically better than you comparing
1: Oklahoma- to power five teams Like it's different who that both have football and basketball that's it's different. Big, Big East is
2: essentially power five in basketball so no, no, there's a power six Big, in college Big basketball East. I agree And I, so it's the, I'm it's just, the I'm just, same thing Here, hear me out okay. And it's the same thing where if you're from Norman And you're an Oklahoma football fan That program is more historic But you go to Oklahoma State And you cheer for Oklahoma still because Oklahoma is better Even though you go to this school Okay. you just you make that decision I, I see that your in, point you make that decision that instead of cheering for this team for a school that I go to I'm going to choose this program. I see
1: your point, because but it's I think better historically. I think I think the Jayzker nod is kind of stupid because wouldn't like, uh, and I know you're from Omaha, Nolan. I know you're from Norfolk. I, I had Creighton basketball season tickets. I was how, a how can basketball you How fan. can you not support a local team, especially a local team that puts Omaha on the map?
2: Well, he does go to every school single March year, I, I, I all right, so, which so is I, fair. So I'll support them uh, if they're in, like if they're in the March Madness. I'll support. Okay. Them. I want them to win. Okay, but see, I will I, never. The only one I had Creighton from Omaha
0: here, and I. I, I don't use the word hate often, okay? I'm a very loving small person. Town. I hate Creighton basketball. It's a small town effect, yeah, right? But there. I, I, I hate your rich persona thingy oh. you got oh. going on there. We did it's a little Nebraska really... pullover. But and uh, I'm not like, I don't come from like super disparate means, so I shouldn't like. I hate. <laughs> whatever, but people. like. <laughs> But I do I do I do, <laughs> oh, yeah. I do dislike Creighton basketball. But yeah, it, it
2: was nah. a thing where I, 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 my, my family had Creighton season tickets and then once I once I enrolled in Nebraska I was like, All right, I can't be a Creighton basketball fan, so I'm like, Alright, I'll cheer for them in March Madness, like who else am I to cheer for? That's but fair. At the end of I mean, the day, like Nebraska plays for Creighton, I'm cheering for Nebraska. I go to Nebraska, I'm gonna cheer for them.
3: I was thinking about this today growing up, the first team I ever remember rooting for, like flat out just rooting for is creighton blue jays
1: same i i totally agree probably I have, the same for me as well Like okay, i'm i fl- not
0: gonna hate anybody for liking creighton i just personally do not like them
1: i have a serious i have a serious serious question it. uh-huh and this uh this could go down a couple uh different roads here so you have you have the jay dynamic right mm-hmm. so you know meaning i like nebraska football i don't really care for nebraska basketball but i like creighton basketball I know a lot of people, whether they're from Lincoln, Omaha, the rest of Nebraska, where take Creighton out of there. If they don't really mind Creighton, they're like, okay, yeah, it's a Nebraska team, that's cool, you know, if they do well, whatever. What about the people who don't really care about Nebraska basketball but are Duke fans? KU fans, yeah. but also they,
0: they suck even more. I, okay. Thank you, Bondo yeah. Thank you, because <laughs> I've always, more. <laughs> I've
1: always, you know, getting shit on from my fandom. You know, as when I came to UNO, hey, I, I four said years it, ago. I, you can like
0: Creighton. I just, I honestly don't even hate the J skirt dynamic that bad. It's just, it's just funny to me that yeah. it's like it is kind of a bandwagon, but also it's like a local team, so it's not really a bandwagon, whatever. It's more it's, of a jealousy thing than anything. It is I no like it's Nebraska basketball, and we've historically been awful.
1: So. It's it's the insecurity of the Nebraska <laughs> basketball or just the Nebraska fandom that like jabs at the Creighton fans, and then the Creighton fans you know feel insecure that they're not a commendable like sports fan. So then it's just yeah. this like weird feud where the rivalry almost doesn't even exist on the court except for that Grant Gibbs Toron Pedaway altercation in uh, 2013, nice. but that's about it. So. Huh. Well, I think we
0: you get the gist at home.
1: Um, all
3: the, fuck Nebraska Duke fans. Covered all the <laughs> <fans. That's, laughs> yeah. that ma- and is KU that makes consensus. KU makes a little more sense. Oh, Duke is just inexplicable. Like, Team good Duke. Yeah. I root for them.
1: Very good at basketball for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, uh, nevertheless, if you're J Skur or not, uh, I hope you enjoy the game. I hope it's a good game. I think it will be. be uh, J Skur Brandon, J Skur John, we appreciate you joining the pod. Uh, Nolan and I are just going to plug a couple things quick. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Mm at CutToTheCorn. That's C-U-T, another T-H-E-T-O-C-O-R-N.
2: That's not how that works. No, you missed the two. You you missed the oh, entire Oh, I said word. cut
0: the two-core. Cut two-core. It's okay. It's 9 o'clock.
2: It's okay. We can dub it. <laughs> libby dibby Bondo's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: is my bedtime. Hey, I well, still so got well, about four well, hours of to watch. Thank
2: you, boys, for uh, joining us on this podcast, and I'll leave you with one thing from the late great words of Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Rule, Jace. <one>, what? Fuck you! <laughs>